This is episode two of Talk Back, a podcast made in association with National College Radio. After episode one, speaking to Alex about the racism he's suffered, and especially hearing about the lack of support he's had through education, still to this day, in university, in 2021, I really wanted to see what is actually being done in education to help fight racism. I can't lie, I thought with one quick Google search, I'd find pages and pages of what is being done in education to help fight racism. But most of what I could see was from institutions saying we don't tolerate racism. And whilst I found many charities that offered support for racism within young communities, I really wanted to focus on education solely. Eventually, after sending many emails to universities and lecturers all over the UK, I found one organisation based in the University of Manchester who are doing extraordinary things to help tackle racism. And in today's episode, I'm going to be speaking to three volunteers from the EDI Collective. Khalifa. It's about recognising how entrenched racism is within society and within education through language, like the language that we use, um, what we study, how we talk about people. Bella. Um, It's all caught on film and I just kind of wonder if this wasn't caught on film. If other students hadn't recorded what happened, would this story be out there and would the university be acknowledging it? And Celia. They're hiring like one like kind of diversity officer. And it's like, this isn't like a leak in a bathroom or like <laughs> a broken computer. You can't just hire like one person to fix everything. The EDI Collective are an organisation within the School of Arts, Languages and Cultures at the University of Manchester, focusing on equality, diversity and inclusion. It was primarily formed as a place for students to go to to take reports of discrimination and racism and seek disciplinary action. Wider than that, they are also trying to make changes to the curriculum and create more diversity within staff and students at universities. I'd already seen through research and speaking to Alex that when a student makes a report of racism, a lot of the time, the institution, university or college will reply with a statement, we do not tolerate racism but nothing is actually done much deeper than that. So I wanted to find out from Khalifa, Celia and Bella why exactly they formed this organisation and why having a place where students can report to students instances of racism may help. Khalifa. Yeah, so essentially um, it happened because like racial slurs are quite often used in classroom settings and I, it happened to me in a classroom setting um, like last year and I remember being like where do I go like who do I speak to about this and that's when I was like we need something like to be evolved like we need a reporting platform so we came up with EDI Allies um, which is like associated with the collective so the students from the collective are like the EDI student allies so if I like had um, a racist incident happen to me I would email the collective and then let's say like Saliha was on the emails, she would email me back and like support me through that process and she would forward my email to a staff member who would then support us as well and would escalate that uh, to whatever level that needs to be escalated to. But it's mostly about the student support because it can be quite daunting um, and also like the power dynamics as well. Like if you're like a sole student, like going to a staff member, it can be quite challenging. Bella. There was recently like an issue on campus of a student who was racially profiled by security guards on campus and we've all recently received like a university-wide email um, detailing the incident and I think we were just so disappointed in the response it was very much like we don't stand for racism but then there was no kind of discussion enabled. Um, It's all caught on film and I just kind of wonder if this wasn't caught on film 
if other students hadn't recorded what happened, would this story be out there and would the university be acknowledging it? So I think it kind of really emphasises how there's still problems in reporting and documenting it. So that's why our group's really trying to support these students through reporting it um, and getting it escalated to higher levels. You can hear how passionate the girls are on the work they're doing, and so they should be. So I wanted to hear more about what they think needs to be done within education. Celia. Yeah, I should look at what universities are doing. They're hiring like one like kind of diversity officer. And it's like, this isn't like a leak in a bathroom or like <laughs> a broken computer. You can't just hire like one person to fix everything. It's like, by doing that, they, they are still like not acknowledging how deep rooted this is. It's built into the very structures that like in the universities. Um, and I think like, you know, like, like changing the curriculum is brilliant, but like the people teaching it first need to change before they can change the curriculum. Um, and I think like, I think what's really important as well is like diversify the curriculum. By diversify, I mean like teach something from all perspectives rather than just like one like perspective. Like for example, I remember like in primary school, you know, you learn about World War Two, or all you ever see in like the pictures like just white faces. And like years later, I find out oh, my own grand, my own great grandfather fought in World War Two. Actually, there was like a massive army from like South Asia and like Africa and all other parts of the empire. I think we need to actually like embed like the experiences of like, minorities into the actual like original like teachings rather than having it as an add-on like I think like this is like that failure to acknowledge how how big this really is and I think that's really dangerous as well like we can't really change anything if you don't if you don't really change in the root. Khalifa. I think it's about being held accountable I think if you like do a quick like google um about like decolonizing uh, which like universities are like decolonizing the curriculum like you'll see loads of universities um that come up but they're just saying that like they're committed to doing that and i think there's a big difference between like um actions and like a, a written statement kind of um, what bella was saying earlier um and i think that universities they aren't being pushed enough they aren't being held accountable and like what Bella was saying about the video, like it being captured on video, that kind of forced the uni to say, okay, like we've got to do something now. Um, and I, but I think like sometimes the work is going on. A lot of like grassroots work does happen uh, at lots of different universities. It's just difficult to like amplify those voices for multiple reasons. But I think like senior leadership, I don't know, um, funding. I guess time staff are often like quite time constricted it's not an excuse but I think that's one of the reasons as well. A theme that kept coming up in the conversation was the importance of staff and their education on race and the importance of diversity within departments. Celia was telling me about a study done in 2019 about the application of professors and lecturers at universities. 52% of applications were from white people but 80% of successful applicants were also white people which doesn't really add up staff really need to like step up as well like not just students like really educate themselves and understand like how privileged they are and like try and like just do something like even if they don't have time to like you know do like a massive like thing at least like if you notice like be more conscious of the, the language that you're using like be supportive if like a student does support you and like has like something like has like been like subject to racism or like wants to know more about like the decolonizing effort Bella is a white student involved in the EDI collective and she told me how important it is for other white students to get involved. Like before I joined this group perhaps I just wasn't aware of what was going on in lectures and how like other students felt um, 
And I think it's really important in terms of education that white students really get on board with this um, and not ask people of colour to tell us about what racism is and what racism they've experienced or kind of like how to be a good ally. Um, we shouldn't ask that emotional labour of people. It really should be. There needs to be a wider awareness among like the white students, um, particularly because a lot of the SALT courses um, are very white student dominated. Um, so I think we need to kind of start putting pressure on lecturers and departments um, and not leave it to people of colour to do that. And again, I think it's really important to have conversations with your course mates and housemates because I really do think there's a divide in terms of like white students not recognising what's going on in the classroom and not supporting people of colour. Bella also told me, which I thought was powerful, is that as a white person, it's not about posting one black square and thinking that you're done. It's not about reading one book on the history of racism and thinking that you're educated. It's about constant growth and reflection of your white privilege, of your position, and how, as a white person, you can help tackle racism. Khalifa. I guess like we have to recognise that this is systemic racism, like, and that this doesn't just happen at one university like you just have to look at a national level and look at the awarding gap and you'll see that the biggest percentage difference is between white and black students like it's a systemic issue so it's not just going to be unfortunately it won't just be fixed um by like de just decolonizing the curriculum like it takes a lot more work um it takes staff uh, and students not just to do performative acti activism it goes beyond that it's about recognizing how entrenched racism is within society and within education through language like the language that we use um what we study how we talk about people how we view people as the conversation went on i was becoming more inspired by khalifa bella and salia and the edi collective as a whole but i couldn't help but think this shouldn't be their responsibility. In 2021, students should not have to create a separate organisation to report instances of racism because their university isn't doing enough. And Salia had an opinion on this. I don't think it's right that students should be like bearing most of it because like like we we are, we are here to get our degrees. On top of this, I also have this side passion, but like it shouldn't be just our job to do it. It's like it's not been an entertaining society, you know, like it's, it's serious work and it's, it's unbelievable that they have to rely on students to do it. Like, it's, again, just the whole attitude hasn't changed yet. As I said at the start, it took me a while to search and find an organisation like the EDI Collective. And I'm aware a lot of universities and colleges are still a long way away from creating a support system like this. So I wanted to know what advice the girls had for a student tackling racism or discrimination, unsure on their future plans, and feeling like they don't have a place to report what's happening to them. I guess for like A-level students, um, if you want to apply to uni, do it. Especially if you come from a black background, go for it. Um, it's scary and it's like daunting, but go for it um, because you have a place like at university. You deserve to have a place at university and things are changing, uh, especially at Manchester, things really are changing. So definitely apply and don't feel like you don't belong. I think that's the most important thing because, well, there's a sense that especially like black students, they don't belong. If you look at the data and that's not true, they do. There is a place and there are safe spaces at uni. And I think I, if you're wanting to kind of start something like this at your uni, then um, start with grassroots, you know, 
um, talk with other students first. Like we have some great conversations in our collective. Like it's a really, really safe space. And I've worked with ambassadors last year and that's how you can start movements going. And then once you've got a bigger student group, you can then find staff members that you trust um, and speak to them and see what can be done. But like things are happening. There aren't any excuses. Like higher education has to change. So if you push it, like it will happen. But as, as long as like alongside that, um, don't kind of do it at the expense of your like mental health deteriorating because you're having to talk about traumatic experiences. I hope listening to this podcast, you can hear how things are being done to tackle racism and change is happening through organisations like the EDI Collective, but also that we all have our own responsibility to create change. Thank you to Khalifa, Bella and Salia. Links to the EDI Collective's blog post will be over on our Instagram at talkback underscore NCR, where they share information on racism podcasts and books so we can all help educate ourselves and create change. You have been listening to Talk Back, a podcast in association with National College Radio.